Hi guys, welcome back to Life Sucks, Let's Cope, a podcast where we talk about how shitty life can be and the things that make it a little less shitty. My name is Abby Szymanski and with me I have one of my favorite guests, Wes. Hello everyone, I'm excited to be back on the show. Thank you for having me. Of course, thank you for coming on. Um, so what have you been up to since the last time we talked? Since the last time we talked, let's see, it was like, feels like a while ago, but it probably was a few months ago, right? Was I think it was in ago? March. It was in March. So in March, yeah, so much has happened since March. Um, for one, I, I've been traveling. Uh, my speaking tour has kind of took off around the country where I travel the country sharing my personal story on how to break the stigma through storytelling. Um, I've been traveling to probably like, since we last spoke, probably like 15 different states. Uh, pretty nuts. Yeah, it's pretty wild. I'm, I'm cr- pretty much all over the map at this point. And right now, currently, I'm calling you from Minnesota. Like I'm calling you in Minnesota where I'm spending a week here. It's like just on a small mini speaking tour going to like middle schools and high schools. I was at a high school today, gave like four shows back to back to back to back, uh, which is wild. But that's on the speaking side. And then with my with my larger business, right, my larger platform, The Hidden, so much has been happening behind the scenes, right? Like so much. For one, I hired my first employee ever. And for those who even like don't even know about The Hidden, The Hidden is my overall brand that represents what I believe in, which is encouraging other people on how to love and express themselves unapologetically and to ultimately live their truth and be okay living their truth. So it's my basically mental health brand. And we have the speaking, the book. We're recording an audio version of the book um, in January. So, uh, so so many things coming up. We got that audio book is probably coming out in... December no no not, not December I'm um, sorry May so there's so much going on um but yes I've been up to a lot since you last spoke that like actually insane like I so this this is funny I didn't tell you this but my yeah. friend or I shouldn't say friend I I know her through someone else she posted on her snapchat story how she was having a speaker at her college and I'm like going through like just snapchat stories and I see you and I'm like oh my god I interviewed him he's amazing it was a uh, a college in Connecticut. I don't remember the Yes. Name. Yes. Yes. I was there. Uh, yes. Eastern. 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 Connecticut. Yes. yes. State but University. I was like, because I, I thought it was like you posted that, but I realized it was her. St- I'm like, oh my God, like he's amazing. <laughs> like it's going to be such a great experience. Um, but like, like I said, like I've been, I've been seeing all his social media posts and I'm like, yes. this man has like obviously you're doing a lot before but just seeing how like much is expanded like I just see you in a new state a new school it's like I I went on your website and you're just like it's so official like it's actually insane it's it's insane it's insane but like you know from a mental health perspective right with all that's going on there is still like a lot of like there's so much room to better prioritize my mental health, right? Like I'm, I'm still learning how to like, set boundaries. I'm still learning how to like, you know, even overcome and really fight that self-doubt, right? Because even like when you're doing so much and you're involved in all these different buckets, right? The speaking of your book, you have merchandise. I got merchandise coming out later on this month. Like I have all these different buckets and now I'm like, oh my gosh, like, am I doing enough? Like, do you really believe that? There's a time when like the anxiety is like, are you doing enough, right? Or are you doing too much or is it too scattered? So we're in the process right now of even though there's so much going on, you know, my big vision is to kind of make all of this consolidated 
right? Yeah. To make it all under one umbrella. I think currently right now there's Wes Woodson, then there's the the hidden merchandise, and then there's the book. But I dream of a day where it could all be just like one thing where you go to, oh, this is his mental health brand. And this is what he stands for, right? And that's what we're building on the background. So even like as, even before I got into this call, I'm strategizing for how to make all of these things more cohesive and more efficient. So there's always been ways to improve, but there's always a way to also improve your own mental health. And that's what I'm working on now. Yeah, I think it's like I have a lot of like currently have a lot of good things going for me. And I think a lot of people like you have a lot of good things, but it's in so many different branches of your life. And you're Mm -hmm. trying to put as much effort into all those. And then you sit back and like, this is all great, but I'm so overwhelmed and so drained from putting it like the amount of opportunities that I've received in the past, like two weeks alone, I'm mm. like, hell yeah, let's do it. I'm excited. But then at, at the end of the week, I'm like, I, this is great, but like, I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and that's when you got to Yeah. I can't even imagine when it's like going on tour. You're, what do you said? 15 different States. Yeah. Yeah. Just about. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been nuts. It's been crazy. And uh, I actually learned today that like speaking, podcasting even too like it's the same thing it's like you could be talking for a very long time and you would think that your throat would hurt or like your your voice would hurt but for me I mean when I'm on stage I move around a lot so whenever I'm on stage for a while I mean four shows back to back to back to back that's that's wild like that's that's pretty that's not that's not easy to do right and I remember at the end of the third show today I was like my back hurts my body hurts (laughs) you know oh shoot like this way it's a toll on my body and I'm like golly you know so um it's definitely trying to listen to that your your voice and listen to that body and and try to like do things that helps you feel better um honestly it's been pretty wild yeah I like well one question for you each show do you talk about the same thing or do you have different like I guess like what's it like themes for different like shows different schools or whatever yeah that's a great question so uh ultimately what i do is i share my personal story about how i dealt with my own mental health challenges right but that story it follows a similar three-act narrative whether that's like you know my childhood my time in middle school my time in high school and then I, when i got to college right and then where i am now but where i add like the twist is Let's say I was speaking to a room full of freaking second graders, right? I'm, I'm probably not going to talk about suicide or depression or self-harm around second graders, right? But if I'm in a room full of, you know, seniors in high school, or even seniors in college, right? When I spoke at your friend's school, I mean, I can go in deep. I can go in deeper on those different parts of my life, right? I can talk about suicide ideation. I can talk about, you know, being in abusive relationships. I can talk about you know, growing up in a household that wasn't the safest. I can talk about all these different things. Um, so I, what I see is that how the best thing I describe it is there's a base talk, like there's a base version of my talk of what I say. And then depending on who I'm talking to, I sprinkle a little bit here, take away there. I get a little fun with it. You know what I mean? And it's, and it's, it's fun because not every show is the same. Yeah. And that's the, that's the best thing I love about it. And it, I think it's good for me as a speaker to have that level of variety and not kind of like depend on saying the same song every single time you're on stage. Cause if you did that, I would, I would like lose my mind. Yeah. You know, how, how have you seen, like, obviously from the first time you've ever like talked to a huge audience until now, like, have you seen growth? What kind of growth, like, how has that experience been? It has been 
amazing. Like I thought I was, a. I mean, I'm not trying to gas myself up, but I really <laughs> thought I was a good speaker in terms of like uh, talking to people, mm-hmm. but there's so much behind the scenes that people don't understand. Like the small nuances, like now I get a lot better with think, think on the fly and like doing some like crowd work. Like I, I, that was something I was not good at, right? I used to stick to a script and I used to be very good at like, memorizing what to say and then saying it in a very conversational tone but now I know how to like I can like riff off my head and just like go up there and just talk for 45 minutes long right and it, it make it be like a very engaging thing like like today I mean I got a compliment saying like oh like you remind me of Kevin Hart and I'm like oh like thank you, thank you. I appreciate that right like I, I do think what I do is not your traditional speaking like of like okay this anxiety this depression you know this these are positive coping mechanisms I I don't do that that's boring right I do make it this kind of dare I say like a show but it's very much comes off as like wow I can see myself in his story and I think I do that through a mixture of like comedy humor storytelling of course but engaging with the audience right and I think that's how I got in a lot better I've gotten a lot better at engaging with the audience and making them feel a part of my story as I'm talking and it's like quite literally the funnest thing that makes this whole thing so interesting is like every show is different because each audience member is different and I get a chance to really bring them apart for the ride and that's how I think I've gotten a lot better as a speaker I think the best way to have conversations surrounding mental health is making it so it's relatable in some sense. And it can be more a conversation, not just like, like you said, like this is depression. Cause like, yes, you can say the facts that's not going to lead into like an actual like conversation. Like you said, have you been able, did you like talk to any of the students post show? How has that been? Like, is there any like one moment, like one conversation with the student that like hit you hard or made it rewarding or anything like that? I can, I mean, honestly, there's been so many. I mean, I've been here for about like less than a week. I mean, this is Wednesday. I got here on Sunday and I've been speaking since Monday. This is only a third day in and I've already given almost like what? Close to 12 shows now, right? So 12 shows, um, I'm meeting students who come up to me and they're crying. They're like, I, I never knew that there was someone else who had anxiety. I never knew there was someone else who had vitiligo, right? Because I have the, a rare skin condition. I never knew that, you know, I'm not alone in these feelings. And that's to sum it up. But there was one specific moment today, like quite literally today, like a few hours ago, I got off stage and I'm packing up, ready to go. I'm, I'm getting my stuff. I'm, I'm tired. My body's done. Like my, my, my voice is okay. Like my mind's okay. I'm not like brain dead, but my body is just gone. So I'm packing my stuff. I'm like, I'm about to go back to the Airbnb and crash. crash. <laughs> and the student, but the students that they had left, like everyone had left the building. So I'm like, all right, cool. Like I'm, I'm good. Right. I'm good. And uh, a door opens and they're like, Wes, so I turn around. I'm like, Oh, what's up? It's a teacher. Now the teacher was telling me the student was having a hard time after they heard my, my presentation. And, you know, normally the, the regular protocol is if any student's having a trouble time, you know, you ask them, do you go to the, you know, want to go to the, the counseling offices or you want to talk to somebody? And the girl didn't want to talk to anybody. She didn't want to talk to anyone. But then the teacher mentioned me, like, do you want to talk to Wes? I think Wes is still there. And the girl's head perked up. And she like, so they, she was like, yeah, I want to talk to Wes. So she came back in, talked to me and we're talking and she just starts bawling and all that she's going through at home. She has a very rough home life. And now that she's in school, she feels like she can't really talk to anyone because she, 
she doesn't want to go away to a hospital and be taken away from her siblings who probably need her at home and yeah. she feels like she has so much to carry and I'm just so thankful that this person felt comfortable talking about that stuff with me right and then this is this is the part that was the best part of the whole thing I asked her I was like hey can we walk down to the counselor office like can I walk you down there with you I'd be honored to and she was so comfortable like she was like actually yeah I appreciate that and I walked down with her to the guidance counselor office and I like was that bridge for her to get help. And that that's everything to me. Like you can pay me one dollar or a million dollars, but that would that would not matter to those to those moments like that. Like that's priceless to me. And I'm just so grateful that I get a chance to do stuff like this. Right. And then, then of course, there's a the funny stuff too. Like students ask me to do TikTok dances and stuff like that. <laughs> like that's that's also fun. But that moment today was was life changing for me. It really was. No, that that story is abs- I I if I were in your shoes, I would just be crying. Like even when like the when I person that posted my first episode mm-hmm. and someone DM'd me saying like thank you, I related to this. This was a am- I like I started crying. I cried for like two hours. I'm like someone listened, someone related. Yes. Like it is, it's so rewarding. And just having people like just text me, and be like, hey, can I come on to like talk? Yeah. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Yes, you do you, I have a question for you. And it's not even a question. It's more of a compliment because mm-hmm. the work that you're doing, I said this last time, but I really mean it. Like the way, and I've been watching you from afar. So I've been watching what you've been putting out too. And I'm, I'm a big fan. You already know that I'm a big fan of yours. Um, I've been DMing you all the time. I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. But the way I've seen your growth, right? With this show is I always thought about it. Like if we're all lost at sea, right? And it's pitch black outside and sometimes you know when you think about a boat a boat that's lost at at sea people think i mean i know this is not fundamentally true but lighthouses would be used to guide ships back to shore right or help them be lighted light a path back to shore and i think when you think about all the people out there who could be listening to your podcast not even just this episode but your podcast in general they're lost at sea right and this podcast could be that lighthouse for them like this podcast can help them feel seen and heard and that is so amazing. So I'm not even surprised you got that DM, right? And I know there's going to be a thousand more DMs that are going to come through your inbox and say just like stuff like just like that, because what you're doing is amazing. I mean, I love your title. I love your tagline. <laughs> it's honest. It's real. You know what I mean? Because life does suck sometimes. It does suck, right? And we're here to cope. And I think you're doing amazing work. So I'm a big fan. You already know that. But I'm going to say that again. I'm a huge fan. I appreciate you. Like I, I said this last time, like this man's energy, like I, like today I've been very tired. I was stressed cause I had a bio midterm. Like I've just been like, I've like, it's just been a very like med day. I just had yeah. an e-board meeting. That thing was way longer than oh. it actually needed to be. Oh. And then I get on the phone with you, the, the vibes, the energy, like if I was okay I, in high school, I had so many like speakers. It was like every month we'd have like some yeah. common planning where we had someone come and it sometimes it was fun, but a lot of the times it was just like, like it, it was just like an hour where I could sit and do homework or fall asleep. Cause the guy, mm-hmm. which it, they, they were boring or did they just didn't make it like either interesting or just along the lines of like, they, it couldn't be something I could relate to. Right. If I had you walk into my school and you said every, like your story and just brought the energy, like if I was a high schooler and I watched you, I would be like, 
first off, I'm not alone. And the mm-hmm. fact that I can relate to him and he's able to not only share his story makes it mean something. And like, obviously you still struggle on a day basis. You still deal with yeah. things, but like yeah. you're, you found a way to, you found an outlet to make life at least a little better. And you, you, like, you, again, your, your energy and your smile and just everything, it just radiates off of you. And like, if I was a high, like, if I met you in high school, I would see hope. You are a source of like, you are hope for so many kids. And- oh, oh, don't make me cry. You're going to make me cry. You're going to make me cry. I'm, I'm just so grateful. That, thank you. That was like one of the best compliments I've ever gotten. Thank you. That really means a lot to me. I wouldn't mean that. Um, <laughs> and it's, it's like a weird, it's like a weird thing in our work, right? Whether it's speaking on stage or giving a podcast, because like you said something very interesting, like people do think, oh, like when they hear my story, oh, he must be cured. Like, oh, he must not struggle anymore. Right. But I think the one wonderful paradox of our work is like, we're talking about these things so transparently and so openly that we're inspiring people, but we're also going through it too in real time. Like yeah. in real time, like it's not just like, a, uh, okay, I, like, I think when you think about motivational speakers, you think, oh my gosh, they give that common rag to riches story, right? That, that common, like I was once this, but now I'm this Yes, yeah. with this work, whether it, like I said, it's being on stage or giving a podcast, it's not, like we're saying, oh, we were once depressed or we were once anxious. And now we're, now we're like, cured. no, my brother, <laughs> man, I, I just had an anxiety attack last night. <laughs> like, let me tell you what happened. <laughs> You know, it's not like, it's like, oh yeah, I had anxiety 12 years ago. I had anxiety 12 minutes ago. (laughs) No, No, like last week I, I was supposed to record with someone, but Mm. like the past couple of weeks, like I went through a breakup. Mm, Sorry to hear that. It's okay. Mm. School's been kicking my ass. Like Mm. there was just a lot of moving pieces. And I like, I was like, I can't, no part of me wants to record it. And I'm not going to push myself to do it. I'm going to go to sleep. (laughs) I went to my e-board meeting at 6.30 and then I took some melatonin at 7.30 and I got oh. some well-needed rest. You need that. Um, and like, uh, any, like this, anytime I like, I, I'm, I always want to say, like, I'm not an expert in any way, shape or form. And when I tell people about this, I'm like, it's not like I'm sitting here and being like, this is what you should do. I'm like, no, I'm going to say like what I'm going through or what it's, what someone else is going through. So people could just be like, this is funny. I can relate to this. Maybe yes. I can use the tips, like any bit of advice I give. It's not like a, this is what you should do in any no. way. This is like, this worked for me. I'm not going to say it's going to work for the next guy. Like I'm a huge advocate for therapy because it's mm-hmm. worked for me and it's worked for me for the past seven years. I have the, my therapist I've had for five years. I love that wow. woman more than anything. And so anytime someone deals with something, I'm like, listen, I found that talking about it helps. There's, you know, if it's someone here, I'd be like, there's sort therapy sources here that are free. Mm. Um, like that's worked for me. I'm not saying you have to do it. I'm not going to push any bit of advice onto you and be like, if you don't like this, this aggravates me when I go to someone and I'm like, I'm dealing with this mm-hmm. and they go, here's a solution. And then if you don't follow through with it, they're like, well, you're, you're not going to help yourself. So I don't care anymore. Like, Oh, Oh, <laughs> terrible. <laughs> terrible. Like, terrible. Why, why do you say that? No, you're like, why would no, you I was going to say, that? why do they say that? Like, why do they, cause they don't, they don't understand. Right. They don't understand. And 
you know, that's one of the questions I do get commonly from students. It's like, what, what things do I say to a friend who's going through a hard time? Well, you don't say just get over it. Like, you don't just say it's all in your head. You don't say just do this, 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 and this. No, you, you say things, um, I'll be here to listen to you. And you make it a safe space and a judgment-free zone. But some people aren't like that, right? Like, they don't, they don't know. Like, they don't know how to do that. They, they, they just kind of say, like, all right, your problem is this. You should do this. Right. And, I, and I, even that comes from a caring place. Like they're not trying to judge you. It's just they're not they're they're also not really listening to you. They're trying to fix you. And that could be hard. You know, that could be hard to hear when you're very anxious, when you're very much in a low state and you can't get out of bed and, you know, you haven't eaten in a day or something like that. you haven't showered. You know, you, you're not you don't want to hear that. Right. So I think it's always important that we can try to help our friends understand what helpful, helpful language to help our friends who are who are in. A moment of challenge because I think it, we do want to help each other it's just sometimes you don't you don't go about it the best way you know when people come to me when they're dealing with something I always mm. post a question either like if they're like can I talk to you about something I'm like mm. I'm going to listen do you want either a for me to sit mm. here and just listen to you b give you advice or c do like I whatever you need for me because I realized like I had someone in my life that I would go to for problems and they just tried to fix me and they weren't actually listening. And it was frustrating. So I'm like, I'm not asking, I'm coming to you because I trust you and you're a loved one. And I, I, I'm coming to you because I feel comfortable enough to tell you these things. I'm not coming to you to be like, fix me. I have a therapist. I pay her enough money to try to help me. You're not a trained professional. And I don't obviously like go to people to be like, fix me. It's like, I just, I need to get this off my chest because if I bundle it up, like it's not going to help me. So I think if someone were to come to you and be like, I'm struggling with something, just sit there and listen and ask, like, do you want my advice because some people don't like I know there's times where I'm upset I'm like I don't want advice just let me rant we can come up with solutions later but like for now let me just get my emotions out thousand percent a thousand percent and it's hard for people to do that because again like when you think about a regular injury right let's say you you got a burn on your on your hand and your friend saw you burn your hand oh my gosh, they will run and go get you a towel, right? Or, or run and get you a cold cloth or even a bandage or say, oh my gosh, should we go to the hospital or should we oh, yeah. get you a bandage? Something like that. But with mental health, it's like with a mental health challenge or having an emotional challenge, it's invisible. You can't see it. You, you can't hear it like a cough. You can't, you can't see it like a scrape or, or a scar. It's a, it's a thing you feel. So I think people who dare I say, again, I don't want to be rude on this podcast, but lack emotional intelligence. They, they don't know how to come at it like that, right? They don't know how to just sit there and listen. They're, they're used to being like, no, do this, this, this. And I, I want to say, I want to clear the air. I was that person. <laughs> like, I, oh, yeah, I, I was that 100%. My, my girlfriend, Katie, she'll tell you, like in the beginning of our relationship, oh my gosh, because I'm a very solution-oriented person, right? Yeah. I think I'm naturally solution-oriented. I think that's what most entrepreneurs are they tend to be problem solvers right they tend to want to build something that solves a bigger problem but for me when someone ever comes up to me and says oh i'm going through a hard time i i used to like just give solutions and whenever they would not whenever they would not take my solution i would kind of be like what's wrong with you you know and that was that was bad that was very very bad and now i know that like you just said just to sit there and listen and be that listening force but i'm still learning i'm not perfect right i'm not perfect yeah. No, like if someone comes to me with something I've never like dealt with, 
uh-huh. and never experienced. And I'm like, I want to help, but I don't know how. So I, I, it, it is a tough situation. And like, I've had friends in my life that like have never either struggled with mental health or at least mm. not to like my, like where I am. Mm-hmm. And they definitely, they're like, Abby, like, I love you. And I'm listening. I just, I don't know what to do. And I'm like, mm. I don't like, just let me rant. Give me a hug afterwards. Oh. Um, some people, some people just need a nice little talk, maybe some dinner and a hug. Yes. Hug and, and love. I mean, that's, that's a big part of my brand, right? Is the idea of helping people learn how to love themselves. I think mental health and wellness and all the buzzwords of today, essentially, right? I think the fundamental thing that's lost is like, how do we love ourselves? Like, how how do we learn how to understand how we need to be loved, right? I think, I mean, one of the biggest things I learned in a relationship, a healthy relationship is understanding my love language, right? But sometimes when I'm pissed and I'm upset, I don't want solutions. Like you said, I just want to be hugged or I just want a plate of warm food. But until I did that work of understanding how does Wes, the person, like the body of Wes, love to be loved, like I, I wouldn't have never known that what I needed in that in those little moments. So I really think everything does come back to self-love. And I, I, I don't mean that in a selfish way. I'm not saying, not, yeah, I love yourself and everyone else. Not even saying that at all. I'm just saying there's a reason why, you know, love thyself or self-love is such a big thing in like almost any religion. And it's a big thing that you, they teach us in, in freaking uh, what grade school, like yeah. the golden rule, <laughs> like, like treat others the way you want to be treated. Well, how, how do you treat yourself? How do you, where do you learn for that? And uh, not to make this a sales pitch, but I, I, that's what I'm trying to build. I'm trying to build that destination that helps people who look like you and me, our, our generation, help them navigate that journey of loving who they are, right? Because it's, it's not, I don't think there is a place like that uh, on the internet to help you learn that. So I want to build that. Um, and not sure where we're going with that conversation, but yes, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm def- I love riffing with you. I love this, like talking back and forth about these, all these wonderful topics. I think self-love is exactly a journey and it took me forever to be where I am. Like, mm summer of 2021 my Mm. year toxic relationship ended and that Mm. just branched into where i am today and in between that i had a relatively healthy relationship and i learned a lot from that Mm. in the sense of like i knew what i needed in a relationship and it's not like the the kid was sweet an absolute sweetheart and like Mm. i'm grateful i had him in life but i realized like he isn't what i needed in terms of love and that, that's why I ended it. I'm like, this isn't like, you're very sweet. And I think that we just, w- the way we need love and the way we receive love and exactly what we need is just something that is never going to align because we've had multiple conversations about it and it was mm. never anything against it. And so now I'm in a state of my life where I'm like, well, first off, I'm 20. I'm not saying I'm going to get married within the next five years, but I can't be dilly dallying. I'm not in high school anymore. Right. Um, and I know what I need in terms of just love and also just supports because mm. it is extremely frustrating when you don't like you have someone in your life and you know they care about you but they're not the exact support system that you necessarily need and that's hard and i want to say i want to commend you for even having that that emotional intelligence or even that mindset that you have currently at 20 years old like that's super young i mean you are now understanding 
again, this is not even just a universal thing. This is for you. Like this is you're understanding what you need, right? Like you you saw how that relationship wasn't. I don't want to say. I mean, it was. You said it was toxic, um, but it wasn't like it wasn't helpful or beneficial to you anymore. Yeah. Right. And that's something that's very hard for people to understand, especially for those who are in a toxic relationship. And it's interesting. Speaking of podcasts, I'm actually like releasing my own podcast this Sunday. But Let's it's I mean, <laughs> I'm excited. I'm excited. But like on the on my podcast, not this episode, but my next one, we're gonna talk about toxic relationships, right? Because it, it's it's so hard. I got a question today from a student actually, um, who told me, how do I know or how do you help a friend who you know you can see they're in a toxic relationship, but they don't want to get out of it? And I think that's something that you and I could relate about is out of everything else we can relate to or relate about, but toxic relationships they're so hard to know that you're in one until you get out of one yes so my question to you is like how did you know and we don't got to go into details but how did you know that it was toxic because for me it took me it took a police officer telling me that I was in a toxic relationship so how, how was it for you how did you get the knowledge or the, the acknowledgement that it was a toxic relationship so I was very very much isolated so mm-hmm. any bit if Let's say you have like a, all you read is the sky is green constantly mm-hmm. because it's your one source of information. You're going to walk around and be like, guys, the sky is green. What do you mean? Yes. And everyone's going to be like, no, Abby. But like th- I was only dead. Like the only person in my life, minus my family, but even that mm-hmm. relationship was somewhat destroyed was mm-hmm. that person. And so when I met my current roommate slash best friends, like her and I like instantly clicked. She was like one of my first friends on like actual friends on campus. It was freshman wow. year, um, a or Jesus college. Mm-hmm. I like said something out loud to her and it was something that he said that I justified. Um, he in the long story short short was like, I'm not comfortable with your sexuality and I never will be. And wow. Um, and I, 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 the night he said that it it was at midnight, I was over his house and I had, I couldn't drive home. He lived an hour and a half away from me. Like Mm. it was, it was just such a tough conversation to have because it it was nothing stemmed from like, it it was pure, just homophobia and just uh, insecurity. And I, I just had to take it and I took it. And then Mm. all those things stemmed from that and I, I I said that out loud to her and she's like Abby mm. what are you doing and I, then I just opened a can of worms of just like this happened and then this and it, it, it I sat there I'm like I just allowed that to happen wow and I it, it, it I broke down that was the two-year one and then the most recent one um I got to school things weren't great and then my roommate was like hey are you okay? Like, are things with you and that kid? Okay. I cried for four and a half hours. Mm. And that's when I knew mm. it was uh, during, it was like a two week period where there was so much stress and anxiety. And I, I, it, there was so much going on. Part of mm. it was school and the other part was a relationship. And I knew I made the right call when, after I ended things, it was, I was sad, but I wasn't anxious anymore. There was calmness and peace. Mm. It mm. was, I, I was upset, obviously. But I, I felt this overwhelming calmness. And even with the two-year toxic one, like it, I ended it, I was crying. I had to go to work 30 minutes later. Like I, I had to get like, I, I'm a waitress. You have to yeah. completely be like, hi guys, welcome. My name's Abby. Um, but like, I was upset and I cried and I cried, but like, it was like, 
a huge weight. I wow. think when I think if you if you if you here's a good way of seeing if you're in a like obviously there's different ways but this is like if you if someone were to be like text someone that isn't your boyfriend to hang out like call someone and you can't think of one person because you've isolated yourself that much or because of that relationship, you know, something's wrong because mm-hmm. all of my friendships were ruined because of that. I had a friendship. Uh, I've been friends with the kids since eighth grade and we're still friends now. I'm so grateful for that, but we just completely stopped talking, completely stopped hanging out. And I, I was like, I completely ruined that friendship because of this guy who didn't like him. Wow. Oh my goodness. I mean, first off, I'm sorry that you went through those things, but also I'm utterly grateful that you've gone through those things because it gave you so much wisdom, right? It gave you so much wisdom that you, like you said, it's brought you to this point where you are today. And what you just described are very common flags, like red flags of toxic relationships, right? Like the idea of being isolated from your friends or not even be able to think about if I were to text a a friend outside of my relationship to hang out and you can't even think of one person right like that's a that's a big red flag or even saying things like straight homophobia even you being in the moment you didn't even it, it was kind of like you were numb to it at that point and then your your best friend or your roommate your she was one that said no that's not right you know that's not normal Right. And I, I think that's a common pattern. And I don't want to use I don't want to use the word common too loosely, but um I remember in my in my personal experience, like it was I would describe certain things like all right, I'm I'm gonna be, I believe in living your truth. That's my slogan of my company. So I'm gonna be humble and open and transparent right now on this podcast. Um, there was a time in college. We don't gotta go into details, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say it all. Um <laughs> there was a time in college. Uh, my ex-girlfriend was there at the time. She was drunk. She got drunk. We, we went to this college kind of concert, whatever. And I, I tell this story because it's funny. It, it's, it's interesting. It's sad, but it has a funny ending. Hear me out. So I remember I was telling my best friend, Cole, about he was like, oh, like, what, are, what are some of the most aggressive arguments you've ever been in in your last relationship? So I'm telling him the story. Now, the story starts out. It's spring concert day. I'm not sure if your school does it, but my school did it. It was spring concert day. We were going out to basically, you know, party. It was like a darty all, all day long. And then at night you go to a concert. Now that concert was in like downtown Boston, right? So the concert was at this venue. Now this venue is not owned by the college. It's, this venue is an outside venue. So we are being transported via, via a school bus to the venue. We get on the school bus. My ex-girlfriend, she's blacked out drunk, essentially. She's already gone, Right. Then we ended up getting to the, the venue. I'm not a big drinker, but it's like, whatever. I'm taking care of her, helping her guide herself into the venue. We get to the venue. We get into an argument at the venue. Oh. I'm like, I need to take a break. I'm going to go to the bathroom. Mind you, this is a male bathroom, a boy's bathroom, not a singular bathroom, not a family bathroom, a male bathroom. So I'm in the urinal, right? Basically a urinal where boys go to pee, right? I'm peeing. Tell me why. Mind you, there's guys in the room. There's there's other boys in the yes, room. Yes, going yes. Girl breaks. Girl comes into the room, the bathroom. We need to talk. I'm like, oh, wait a minute, time out. Fighting the play. Nope. I'm like, I'm I'm peeing. I'm I'm peeing. I'm peeing. I'm peeing. I'm like, you're not supposed to be in here. <laughs> you read the sign. I was like, you read the sign. Security. Security comes in. They were like, hey. 
uh, you need to leave. You need to leave. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to leave. <laughs> that, like that. That's not a thing. You need to leave. And we both get our CS kicked out of the venue. I have to pay for We have to basically Uber back home or Uber back to college. We get back to campus. Uh, she's drunk. You know, she's kind of crying and saying all these things and accusing me of all this thing. The argument is continuing. We get up to her room. No one's there because everyone's at the concert. Now we're the only ones in this, in this dorm. So she's arguing, da, 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 da. Now she goes to her, like, we're in her room at this point. She goes to her room, like her room, and she, her dresser, she had this, like, dresser, and she's looking for something. And she finds, like, this pocket knife. I'm like, oh, shit, she's going to try to stab me. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I ended up having to, like, wrestle the pocket knife out of her hand. She's drunk as, as shit, by the way. She's not even coherently there. And I had to, like, disarm her. Now she gets on the bed, and she passes out. She blacks out, right? Now I put that pocket knife in my backpack because I'm thinking – I don't want this in the room. And it was a little like switchblade. It was, it was like probably as big as like, as this, it wasn't even a big, a big thing at all. So fast forward uh, three months after that point. Oh, no, I don't think it's three months. It was like two months after that. I'm in the airport, right? Oh. I'm in, I'm in TSA. TSA pulls my bag. <laughs> they don't I'm, fuck I'm, with any bullshit. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm, I'm taking off my, my bag. I'm putting it on the seat, on the security thing. I'm going on a flight to Chicago, whatever. I'm not thinking anything of what's inside my bag, right? They flag my bag. They take it out. They pull out this pocket knife. And I go, look, you're not going to believe me, but that's not mine. <laughs> and that was the <laughs> entire story of how um, that was one of the worst arguments we've ever had. But I'm telling this to a friend and I'm explaining it just like you said. The sky is green. The sky is green. I'm explaining it as if it's so normal. Yeah, like I, casual, I, like I, I disarmed my girlfriend. My, I disarmed my girlfriend. Then I did my laundry. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't until Cole, my best friend, he was like, yo, that's not normal. Like, that's not that's not normal. Like, what? What? Like, how did you just describe that? Like, it was nothing, you know? And though that was one of the key signs. And I was like, oh, this is, this is, that was toxic. And it, it took me, I'm glad for you. I'm, I'm not going to, you know, try to guess, but it sounded like it took you not very long for you to realize you were in a toxic relationship. I mean, in my personal experience, it took me almost a year and a half after I was even outside of the relationship to really understand, like to really wrap my head around that this was toxic from, from top to bottom. Right. Not even just like a little bit of here, a little bit of there. It was like top to bottom. It took me a long time. So kudos to you. <laughs> I'm glad that you 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 got that. I'm, I'm glad we're both aware now, um, but I'm so glad that you're you're in a better place. And uh, I'm just glad that you're still here and you're you learn from it. You know? Yeah, I think yeah. I was at my lowest. In that. Um, like March of 2021, I was in one of the worst depressive episodes of my life is during COVID mm. where we were pretty much stuck in our rooms. I didn't have a roommate. So mm. I, I, I laid in bed and mm. I did homework. I didn't eat. I lost with like second semester, of my freshman year, I lost, I think 35 pounds. Wow. And I was dangerously underweight. I was crying. I, I was just, it was bad. And then April is when he made the comment about my sexuality. And then may I ended it. Mm. And April is also when I met my roommate oh no sorry he made that comment in march i met my roommate in april things ended in may so it, it kind of wow. just tumbled because i finally found a friend i'm like i have a friend at school and all wow. i wanted was to hang out with her but that wow. caused issues and i'm like ah so then i get wow. into this new relationship now and like it, it it was fine i'm very grateful for what happened i think there was amazing moments in that and right um but then i realized like this isn't what I need. And there was many things that I didn't necessarily like about it. And so now I'm at a point where I'm like, 
I know who I need in mm. a person and it takes for it it, it it was a journey lots of boyfriends lots of <laughs> lots of uh, why did I do that or I really fucked up here it was yeah. a lot of that but it was I, I'm glad to I'm glad I know this now as a 20 year old mm. woman mm-hmm. you know I'm going to be graduating soon mm-hmm. I'm going to meet so many more people like it's it's a great great point and I'm grateful mm. for having sure was that detrimental to my mental health said, am I still talking about it in therapy? Of course I am. Yes. But it, 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 for, I'm glad I could experience that and I could pass along this advice to people so they don't have to, because I don't wish that upon. It is so unbelievably mentally draining. And I know I, you can obviously relate to that. It it ruins you. So if we can take what we know and pass that along. Like you said, some girl asked you like, Hey, like my friends in a toxic relationship, how do I like, yeah, just taking your experience and being like, this is how I knew this was toxic. Try to talk to your friend and be like, listen, if like one thing I did constantly, either I like said things, bad things that happened so casually, Mm -hmm. or I would have to cover it up in my own head Mm. just so I could tell other people that should have been a telltale sign. Like I would have to like, I, I forget the phrase I'm trying to find, like, like sugarcoat it. Oh, sugar yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Be like, oh yeah, no, it, this is, I mean, this happened, but guys, it's <laughs> not that bad. Like it's not mm-hmm. the reality. I was crying, uh, like driving home at 1am because I was just kicked out of his house for something. Like it was, Wow. I, I, I sugarcoated it. What wow. I have. And so now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, I'm not putting up with any bullshit. You do anything that's slightly like red flaggy or anything I've experienced. I'm, I'm putting an end to it now. I'm 100%. Oh. You see, that's what that's putting healthy boundaries in the conversation. That's putting healthy boundaries. And I was asked that question too today, actually, of like, how do you know you're in, an, in an, uh, a healthy relationship? And that was the first thing I said was like setting boundaries for yourself, right? Like, having boundaries and then having the other person respect those boundaries. Not only respect, but respond appropriately. Like actually follow through with it. Because it's one thing if you're like, I need this. And you're like, yeah, of course. And they don't follow through with it. That's That's They can listen, but actions speak louder than words. 100%. 100%. And that's actually something I'm learning too about myself, about how even sometimes I can say something or I can say I'm going to do something, but actions always speak louder than words, right? And- that, that's a whole different podcast for a whole different day. But that I, I totally agree that like, it's not, it's one thing to really set those boundaries, but have someone actually follow through and respect them and, and actually respond to them in a healthy way. Um, but no, I'm, I'm just so I'm happy for you. Like, I'm really happy for you. I mean, I'm happy for heart. you. You're you guys, if you don't follow this man on Instagram, follow him just to support him, follow him to see what he's doing. But his <laughs> girlfriend, First off, absolutely gorgeous. And then together, like any post I see, I'm like, stop, they're so cute. Ah. So precious. No, you guys are adorable. And like, I wish y'all the best. And y'all you. get married. I want an invite to the wedding. Like, hey, I- hey, you you already, you already know you're getting an invite. Yeah. That's that's for sure. That's for sure. <laughs> no, but Katie, Katie, that's my everything. Katie is my my everything. And the reason why I can kind of stand on any platform, whether it's on this podcast, on stage, and I always shout out Katie, because, I mean, going back to the healthy relationship thing, I used to, I remember my ex-girlfriend, she went away to uh, Dubai for a study abroad thing, and when she came back, like, I remember I was, like, crying, like, sobbing, 
like sobbing. Like I was sobbing that she, I was so happy she was back. And I remember the reason why I felt like that was because I thought I was going to lose her essentially. Right. And I was so afraid of losing her because I didn't know who I was without that person. I didn't know who I was without that relationship. But with Katie, what, what Katie is so different is because I know who I am, even when Katie's not physically next to me. Right. And even at my lowest moments, when I doubt myself, Katie is still loving me. She's still supporting me going to therapy. She's still, you know, encouraging me. She's still pouring water into my glass, but she doesn't have to. Right. And that's why I love her so much because she can literally see me even when I can't see myself. Like that's when you find that in a partner, like that is just life changing. Like there's no money. That's why you, when you see all the stuff I do for Katie, like that's, there's no money that can like buy anything that she gives me in return. I, I really, anything I make in terms of like my speaking or my business and I can go have wonderful experiences. I'm not saying I buy her like all this stuff, but I think I really do do this job of like really trying to celebrate her because she really does see me at times when I'm low and she loves me when I really struggle to love myself. And I, I just really feel so blessed to have someone like this. And I, I, I hope anyone listen, I hope you find this one day because when you do find this thing, you'll know it. Like you'll know that this is rare. Like this is very rare. This is different than any way you've ever been in. Um, it's weird because you, like you already just, just said, you know yourself, like you know what Abby needs. You know, you now know how Abby needs to be loved. I didn't know how Wes needed to be loved, right? And even when I got into a relationship with Katie, I still didn't know how West needed to be loved. I was, I was repeating old patterns that I saw when I was a kid, right? I grew yeah. up in a household that wasn't the healthiest relationship. I got into unhealthy relationships, but Katie has helped me relearn what love actually means. And it's not like you see in the movies. It's not like you hear about in the books. It's not like that freaking infatuation. That is a part of it, right? That's a, that's a small part of it. But honestly, like when you find someone who you want to stay up and argue with and like, we work in addressing the issue and build a life with like life-changing I have no words and I'm a public speaker I have no words (laughs) (laughs) no words (laughs) no it's this warms my heart like I I love that for you and I'm so unbelievably happy for you and I wish you guys the best and I'm excited I'm excited to find that person or it just grow like I I know who I am as a person I mean obviously I'm still growing I'm still learning to mm-hmm. myself literally every day and every mm-hmm. time there's a new opportunity given to me that only like my internship rehired me for the spring semester Woo! and the summer and I'm like I'm a ba- bad ass bitch like look at me businesswoman accountant like <laughs> yes go ahead go ahead pushes me more like it, it only dri- drives me more to do like you know build my career and like you know like hone down like exactly like what I want to do for myself in the future and like you know this podcast like it, this stems into like things with like my radio station and like my position in the radio station and it, ju- mm-hmm. it just like different good things happen and I'm like I'm a better person than I was yesterday yes and like things like a breakup it fucking blows but like I, I walk out and I'm like okay I'm sad it ended but what did I learn from that and how can I improve? And I've been like, I've been like stressed from school. Don't get mm-hmm. me wrong. I've been, I've been tired, but I, mm. I, I definitely am happier than I was. If you were to 
if you were to ask me like a month ago, how I was feeling, like, I'd be like, I'm down horrendous. Like I can't get out of bed. I don't want to do school. I don't want to like, it. I was functional, but barely. I was a walking, I, I was just a person that was walking. Anything else was like non-functional. Don't have a conversation with me. I'm going to start crying. Oh. And now I'm like, I'm stressed, but I'm functional. Function, functional. Oh, wow. This is why I shouldn't do public speaking. You're a great speaker. You're a great speaker. I, I fumble my words all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm functioning and I'm happier. And mm. it's only going to go up from here. Like I'm a junior in college. Huge things are going to be happening. And like new people are entering my life that I absolutely adore. And like, I'm grateful for. And I'm, I'm just excited. I'm excited. Your, your, your listeners should quite literally take the last 45 seconds or, or even last minute of what you just said and replay it as their like morning. Like their morning. Because, <laughs> you know, like what, what you just said was so important. Like there are so many things like happening in your life. A, I might, I think, I think all that right back. I think they should take the last two minutes of what you just said from you're a boss ass bitch in terms <laughs> of like you're earning, you got this whole internship and you are now in this podcasting space and you're expanding all of your, your, all your tentacles, but even specifically you're, you have new people coming into your life. Like you're only a junior and you're so much more ahead of you and you know it's gonna get better you know it's up from here like that should be like a a morning like ritual of like someone just be playing that in their ear because i think the more people who, who could understand that like the more they would start to love themselves and i'm so happy you have that that mindset i really really do i, I really mean that i hope you don't forget what you just said because it's so true it's so true and i know mental health is you know we have mental health challenges we have moments of highs and moments of lows but i think when you when you have those lows I hope you can come back to this episode and hear what you just said, because that's that's extremely powerful, right? Because I think when you're low, you can feel like this is it, like it's never gonna go back up again, right? But that's the beauty of life. But I want you to like know, like, whenever you get to that low, I don't know what timestamp that is, but definitely just like <laughs> get that back, because that is like you need to like keep that for yourself, because that was that was very powerful and that really inspired me and that way really made me smile because things are gonna be up for you. I can see. I can see all the potential in you and you're already crushing it. Like, that's wild to me. That's way wild to me. Like, and you have this wisdom? <laughs> what? Ted talk soon. Ted talk soon. I could not get in front of a, I yes, could. You <sighs> yes, you can. I would I, like, I'll help I, you. Think, I think I would love to, you know, how fun that would be. I think it would be cool. It's just, I mean, actually I'm really good at presenting and bullshitting. Any presentation I have in oh, high school, I, I can go up there business suit and I'm, I will talk for an hour about nothing. I, I like, but Abby, what, do you, sense. what do you think a Ted talk is? <laughs> I've given one. I've given, I've given one. It is a lot of just, it's a lot of just words, you know, a lot of just words. You kind of BSing in a way, you know what I mean? So I think you'd be great at it. I think you'd be great at it. And I'm not trying to say you're a BSer. I mean, you say you'd be, you're a BSer, but I really think, you know, going up there and sharing your story and all your learnings of the last, you know, few months of having this show um, and the last few months of having this show and even having like all this wisdom you've gained from it. Like, well, I think that'd be a wonderful TED talk. And I look forward to seeing anything like that from you. Um, if that's in your idea, but one day I'm not, I'm not pushing on you. I'm just saying, I think you'd be a great TED talk speaker. <laughs> Guys, one day, I, one day. I mean, we do have like a TED Talk thing at my school that you can like apply to. Trust me, I know. 
<laughs> I know. I know. That would be cool. But going back to like, yes, there are highs and lows. And I think in the beginning of this, you're like, this has been cool, but like, there's always self-doubt. Like I had a talk with my therapist yesterday mm-hmm. and I'm like, one bad thing happens. Like I got a 67 on a bio quiz. I hate bio and sidetrack. It is so stupid as a business major for me to be taking biology. If yes. I'm doing a company's financial <laughs> statements, why do I need to know the powerhouse of the cells of mitochondria mm-hmm. or what DNA replication looks like? I'm not going to. Anyways, so I got a bad grade and it, it spiraled into like, I did bad on this, which means I'm going to fail the class, which means I'm going to fail school, which means I am not going to graduate and I'm not going to have a job and I'm going to be poor. And I'm like, I, I should just give up on life. And my therapist was like, Abby, Abby, Abby. This, this, yes, part of it, you know, we need to be on meds. You need to regularly go to therapy, but some of it is just a mindset thing of just being like, you know, that this is not true. Because you go to 67 and bio does not mean you're going to be a complete failure in life. Oh, yeah. And you know this because you can recognize it because we're talking about it right now and you're not crying and you can recognize how irrational it, it, not even irrational, but like you, you have these highs, you have these lows. And when you're in low, recognize that you're going to have a high soon. You're just, you've got a bad grade. It is not the end of the world. It seems like the end of the world, but I think just reminding yourself, even just putting on a post-it note, like you're going to be okay. It's just like, just reminding yourself of the repetitive, like, yes, shit sucks now. Like if you're ever in a bad mindset, like for you personally, like if I were in your shoes and I woke up and I'm having a shitty day, I'm like, Mm. what? Like, I'm not doing enough. Like just being like, okay, but I just talked to like four schools back to back to back about my personal story and they listened and responded. And I just walked a girl to the guidance counselor because she needed help. And she reached out to me like, I would be feeling like the man after that. <laughs> and I think like, just like even the little achievements in your life, if you're like, damn, I'm not doing enough and being like, okay, but like I did this, like I got nominated for like some honor society and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm like, but I'm look at me. I might not get it. And it's going to suck if I don't get it. But I, just like, if I don't get it, just reminding myself, like I was nominated only as mm-hmm. like, kids get into this. Like mm-hmm. just like remind yourself of, everything you've accomplished up until now because the low is never going to get back to high if you Ooh, so to- now you're, you're speaking my language because there's a thing that my mom taught me actually it's called a success list and everything you're describing right now is like making the list of everything you've been successful at or accomplished right and that could be anything on that list as far back as you can remember from like second grade or first grade or maybe even kindergarten up to like now. And like, you'll see that that list is a tangible list. You can keep on your iPhone, you can keep in a journal. And that list is like very long. Like it's longer than you think, but I often turn back to that list. And I, I appreciate what you're saying. I, I, pre- I really do appreciate you saying that because I think one thing I have to learn, right? I think, like I said, just because I talk about this and I have all the answers, but one thing I have to get better at is giving, being kinder to myself, yeah. right? And giving myself, I think, as a perfectionist, as a, you know, that's a big part of my social anxiety is per- perfectionism. As a perfectionist, I put a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure on myself. And I know that I have to be kinder to myself. I have to understand that, yeah, I can have that vision of where I want the brand or I want, where I want the business to be 10 years from now. But in this present moment, you know, that takes time, right? And I think that's a big part of my, my social anxiety is like, you mentioned, you know, you got that 67 on that, on that bio exam and you start to spiral, right? If I'm, if I go to a, if I go to a talk and a, a, a kid asks me, 
oh, Wes, like, is this your full-time job? And I'm like, no, I'm actually a professional public speaker. I wrote a book. I run this whole thing. And it's like, every time I answer that question, I always feel like, damn, like, I didn't feel like I answered that the right way. Or right? damn, like, and then it's just like beating you up in your head. And like, that's when you start this whole spiraling thing of like, damn, like, am I doing enough? Or am I not, am I, am I wasting my time? And it's all these wild thoughts that you think, and you're right. Like, it's not rational. Like, it's not rational, which means, it's not true. In fact, your anxiety or your anxious thoughts are pretty much almost a lie. <laughs> like it's, it's a conspiracy theory you tell. It's, it's a conspiracy theory you tell yourself about yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's a conspiracy theory. So if you know that, if you remind yourself of that, you can tell yourself like, "Wow, like I'm way really lying to myself, right? I'm way really lying to myself." And I think we we might lie to other people, but I think it hurts more when we lie to ourselves. Yeah, 100%. And it really hurts when you when you tell yourself these lies and you believe them to be true, whether you thought you're going to be poor. Abby, you will not be poor. Like, I, I, like, like I'm not trying to say, like, you're, you're never going to be broke because I, I, I know what it's like to be broke as a college grad. Oh, like, you, know, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there's, you could be broke, but I don't think you'll be poor. And I mean by that, what I mean by that is you feel like you, it sounds like you have a very much a good head on your shoulders. You have a lot of wisdom and you you know how to be in touch with your feelings and you know how to communicate those things. And I think when you, when you think about poverty, when you think about being poor, I think what's underlying all that is you don't want to fail, yeah. right? You don't, you don't want to fail and that's okay. I mean, failure is okay. And I, I just think if you do fail, so what? Because knowing you, you're resilient enough to get back up again and try again. So I, I do know that I, I don't believe you'll be a failure. Uh, I, I believe you're already a success and you're going to become more successful. And I think the more you tell yourself that, I mean, the, the better I think you'll feel about yourself. But I, I totally can relate about the spiraling. And I'm just so glad I can meet and talk to someone else, especially after a day that I had uh, about these thoughts. I really do appreciate the platform. Of course. Um, I have homework for y'all. Write a success list. Write, write, sit down and just like write like, just start with like five things that you yeah. know that you're proud of yeah. and if you can continue do it and like I'll post on my story like what's one thing that you're proud of and like please answer it because like I think it's like yesterday I met someone's parents and mm-hmm. they were asking like about school and all of this mm-hmm. and I like I, I I just completely like I'm an accounting major this happened like all the good things happened I walked down like yeah I'm tough shit like <laughs> and I yes. felt good afterwards <laughs> and um but yeah. Right. Like sit down, be like, okay. Yeah. I'm not feeling good. But like, remember that in the second grade where I got citizen of the month. Yeah. Look at me. Yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. That was like 15 years ago, but it still happened. Um, yes. <laughs> yes. That's huge. And wait, and one more thing too, one more piece of homework, not even homework, but it's like thoughts. Yeah, I remember exactly. I saw this meme one time. <laughs> it was a meme of like, uh, if you're a psychology major, how do you how do you get a bad grade and missing homework if you have thoughts for homework? I thought that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but but I, I do want to give some, some, some homework too off of your point. I'll never forget it. Uh, before I get to the homework assignment, I want to tell a quick story. When I was at your friend's school, actually that Eastern State Connecticut University, um, a professor came up to me and she told me something I had really never heard from anyone in my life before. And she was like, she's way pulled me aside and she was like an older lady. She was kind of short. She was like, do you understand there's, there's no one 
that is like you, that has come before you. And there's no one that will be exactly like you who comes after you. So in this exact moment, you are not. I, I was like, holy yeah. shit. Like you just, <laughs> I'm just like, pause. I'm like, I just met you. Like, you know what I mean? So I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, that's awesome. So I was like, thank you for that. I want to tell everyone here to know that they are enough and meditate on that. The fact that you are, there's no one else like you. There will, no, there will, ever, there will never be someone just like you and you are enough because of it. But yeah. You may not think you're making a huge impact, like, but like you're making the impact on like impact on the people around you. And like, you're talking to thousands of kids and I'm like, sometimes I'm like, maybe this podcast is nothing, but like I have so, if I have one person listening to me, I'm impacting their life. And even outside this podcast, like I have loved ones and I'm not trying to gas myself up here, but I've asked a lot, like I had to do an assignment where I was like, can you describe me? in like a couple words and across all of them it was like you were it, the, it was like my dad oh I'll read you exactly what my dad said because I think I cried for like an hour straight first off I love you dad so I'm like how would you describe me in one sentence he goes quite possibly the most compassionate sweetest person that's ever existed and I'm like dad <laughs> and I'm like if all else fails, I love this man and mm. I've made an impact on his life. And if that's how he sees me, I can like, I mean, everything I do, every bit of school, any, anything that I'm proud of or I work for is literally for that man, because he's the reason why I'm the person I am today. Mm. And if I can make sure that man doesn't work another day in his life, because I can financially support him, I'm going to do it. It's why I want to graduate and do well. I like, I want to do well for myself. Yeah. But if that man can go live and just sit and do nothing, because the man has worked every single day, his, um, our house burned down and he Mm. lost everything in that fire. And once I was born, he had to quit his job and it was a lot of things. So now he does construction and he works his body every single day and he's Mm. getting older. And I'm like, I don't want you doing the rest. And I know you can't retire. I don't want you doing this the rest of your life. You helped me these past 20 years and you've Mm. everything you've done is for me. So now I'm going to reciprocate that back to you. Mm. Everything Mm. I'm doing is for you because Mm. He is the man. I love my dad. Anyone that's met my dad, they're like, Sean is the man. He's coming on the show soon. Cause I, I just, I, I can listen to him talk about whatever. And him and I deal with a lot of the same things, but he's 30 years older than me. So it's a bit of an age gap, but he can give advice as a 50 year old man. Well, I look forward to hearing your dad on, on this podcast. <laughs> he sounds like a dope, dope dude. So shout out to Abby's dad. I hope so. <laughs> I will be listening and tuning into that podcast when it goes live. I love him but um thank you so much for coming back on yeah thank you for having me thank you i mean i'm glad we could do part two it's great i'm excited and when i have my podcast up and running i want you to be on my uh, one of my first guests please do i'm so honored um when that happens i'll let y'all know um like i i'm gonna put all of wes's links um yes up you guys go follow him go support him like this man does it all and he's a huge inspiration to me and i just go support him because he deserves it you see the impact that he's made you see his message like if you in any way want to you know break the stigma of surrounding mental health like 
it's supporting people like Wes because he is the bridge. He is the voice for us. And if, if you feel like you don't have a voice, Wes is that voice. So thank you. Oh, that was a nice man. <laughs> I appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Abby. Thank you for even having me on your show again. This is great. And until next time. Of course. Um, next week. Hold on. I think next week's this, I'm going to a Celtics game soon. Ooh. And I know I will not be recording. I know nothing about basketball, guys. Like if you have any <laughs> tips or tricks, like I don't know what I'm doing. So not next week. So next week I will have someone on. That is to be determined. Okay. I'm trying to figure out my okay. life. But when I know, guys, I'll let y'all know. Um, but yeah, um, go follow Wes on Instagram. Go like when you. anything that's happening with the hit, like just any bit of support, give this man because he deserves it. Thank um, you. And when I'm on his show, I'll let y'all know. It's going to be weird being on someone else's show. <laughs> but it's going to be great. I got no, you. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. So fun. So keep your beautiful. All right. Um, but yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.